Welcome to the Ridley College Chapel podcast. Our mission is to equip men and women for God's mission in a rapidly changing and increasingly complex world. For more information, visit ridley.edu.au. Morning. I'll be reading from uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 6 to 13. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought the good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us, just as we long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live, since you are standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Now may our God and Father himself and the Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. May you strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with his holy ones. May your word live in us. And bear much fruit to your glory. Unmuted would be helpful. How are you? How are you going? How are you doing? We ask this question often. We hear it often. Occasionally we pause and reflect and answer thoughtfully, but mostly give an automatic response. I'm fine. How about you? And the niceties are done. How is your faith at the moment? When was the last time someone asked you that or you asked someone else? Because your faith is not just about you. Maybe your faith is cruising along, yeah, I know God's got me, I'm sure of what I hope for and certain of what I do not see. Yeah, my faith's fine. Or maybe it's not. Maybe you are currently in a sea of doubt. Your expectations of God and the Christian life have taken a turn that you weren't ready for and you are struggling. You aren't certain of what you do not see. Maybe you haven't actually shared this with anyone because it's personal and you don't think they will understand and doubt they can help you. You're feeling alone in this journey and your faith is not fine, like Graham shared with us last week. When someone does ask how you're going, Do you immediately think of your faith or do you think of your health physically wise? How much time do you spend on the health of your faith compared to time spent on the health of your body? And how do you measure the health of your faith? Well, Paul tells us that the measure is love. This requirement for love confirms that your life of faith is not just about you. So how are you going 
expressing your faith through love. Because if you have faith without love, you are nothing, nothing. Now, last week, Graham encouraged us to reach out to God and one another. And yesterday, Jackie encouraged us to be creative in our love for one another while we are apart, confirming again that our faith is not just about us. And this is Paul's primary concern for the Thessalonians. How is their faith and is it being expressed through love? Paul had the same concern for the Galatians saying to them, for in Christ Jesus, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So is this what we prioritise in our own lives and with and for one another? We are united to God and to one another by our faith in Christ Jesus and through the spirits pouring out of his love into our hearts. Our faith is corporate and we see in today's passage that faith working through love is mutually encouraging in three ways. We mutually encourage one another as we individually grow in love for one another as God's sanctification works itself out in us. We mutually encourage one another as we share in each other's growth in faith and love. Because when one of us grows, the whole church grows. And the joy and thanksgiving to God which results is also mutually encouraging. So let's turn to our passage and see how Paul states this, if you'll join me at 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 6. Timothy has returned. He was sent to the Thessalonians to learn about their faith. Paul's concern for them was for the things that really matter, their faith and love. Paul had feared that his labour with them and for them may have been in vain. But Timothy's returned with the good news. They are continuing in the faith. Now, we know that Paul, Timothy and Silas taught in the synagogue in Thessalonica over three Sabbaths and also preached to Gentiles while there. Rioting instigated by Jewish opponents meant they left earlier than they intended. It seems Paul was concerned their time wasn't enough and they may have not been applying Paul's teaching to their lives. So what is Paul expecting their faith to look like? We don't know what teaching the Thessalonians received, but we do have Paul's teaching on the subject in other epistles. To the Colossians, he says, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord by faith, continue to live your lives in him by faith. And to the Romans, our faith has set us free from the law and our love in action is the fulfilling of the law. So one, health, one sign of healthy faith is freedom. Freedom to be able to obey the law by the power of the spirit. And what is the law? Well, it's summed up as love God and love your neighbour. So healthy faith is freedom from sin and freedom to love. So are we living lives in which we're free to love God and love one another, love our neighbours, love our enemies? Jesus said, he who loves me obeys my commands. So how is your faith expressing itself through love? Paul wanted to know the Thessalonians were applying what he had taught. We here at Ridley are learning to apply what God is teaching us. So have we seen 
freedom in our lives from particular sins this week? Has our love for God grown this week? Has our love for that difficult church member or family member grown this week? How is our faith expressing itself through love as we see freedom from sin and freedom to love in our lives? Because our faith is not just about us. Faith working through love is mutually encouraging and as we apply what God is teaching us, our living testimony of a changed life encourages others. This healthy faith working through love is Paul's priority for the church. Is it ours? And not only for ourselves, but for one another and all our brothers and sisters in Christ. Are we prioritising this? We are the body of Christ. His spirit is with us. So let's encourage one another to continue walking according to the spirit, applying all Christ has achieved for us. Freedom from the sins that bind and freedom to love God and others as he has loved us. Paul and Timothy were so encouraged by the clear indication of God's faithfulness to the Thessalonians. Verse 7, even in all their distress and affliction, this good news regarding the Thessalonians' faith brings them comfort. Your faith's not just about you, it impacts others. Now, our chief purpose is to love God and glorify him. And sharing with others his sanctifying work in our lives does, just does this. So do we share with one another what God is doing in our lives? Next time someone asks, how are you doing? Will we answer by sharing how God has recently set us free from a sinful habit or how he has increased our love for him and others? And are we asking others how their faith is? coming alongside one another in this journey of God's work in our lives in a specific and personal way so that God gets the glory and we grow in love together. How is your faith? Is it growing and expressing itself in love? And if it's not, if you are struggling, please share this like Graham shared last week and Jackie yesterday mentioned. Give your brother or sister an opportunity to come alongside and love you in your struggles, that you may be encouraged by God's faithfulness together. In verse 8, Paul goes on to say, for now we live. Now, is this just hyperbole, as some commentators suggest? Or as the body of Christ, do we know that our lives are so bound together that our very living is affected by one another? Paul says to the Philippians, for to me, to live is Christ. Paul is saying if Christ is not being formed in us and in our brothers and sisters, we are not truly living. And it reminds me of Psalm 133. Behold how good and how lovely it is when families live together in unity. For there the Lord has commanded his blessing, which is life forevermore. When one part of our physical body is failing, are we truly living to the fullest? In this time of now and not yet, we will be partly disabled as we're all works in progress. But we have a responsibility to God to love and obey him. And this flows into a responsibility to one another. As we grow in faith and love, the church grows in faith and love. Our personal growth is part of the corporate growth. 
And as we encourage others to grow in faith and love, we're encouraging the church as a whole to grow in faith and love too. Now, Paul knows that it's God who does the sanctifying. He provides the growth as we walk according to the spirit. And do, but do we remember to give thanks to God for the growth? Verse 9, Paul says, For what thanksgiving can we return to God for you? For all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God. Is this kind of thanksgiving part of our lives? Are we so overwhelmed by God's faithfulness in our lives and in the lives of others that we're overwhelmed with rejoicing and find ourselves praying earnestly night and day to be together with one another? Are our lives producing such joy to others because we've shared what God is doing in our own life with them? This unity in love and rejoicing and thanksgiving brings such glory to our Father. Faith working through love. It's good for us. It's mutually encouraging. It spurs us on and on to love God and one another more and more fully. We see God answer our prayers for our brothers and sisters and we're encouraged and rejoice in God's presence, the faithful one, the one who delights over his children as they are set free to love him and love one another. As a parent, there is nothing much more delightful than seeing your children work or play together in love, respect and peace. And I know in my family, I've seen it far less than I would have liked to. Uh, when my children were about seven, five, three and one, I picked up a Time magazine uh, with an article on only children. And it mentioned how they don't have many opportunities to learn how to resolve conflict. And according to the researchers' methods in my household with the ages of my children, we should have been living with conflict about every seven minutes. Yep. Spot on, I thought. Constant arbitration of their lives ruled most of my time. We are sinners living in a sin-soaked world, and Paul acknowledges this. Satan has been thwarting their attempts to visit the Thessalonians. So Paul seeks the one who is able to overcome, the one able to overcome sin and the world and Satan. And in verse 10, Paul prays to God to see them again and for them to be supplied with what is lacking. So what is thwarting growth of our faith and love? Do we immediately think COVID? <laughs> Paul seeks the one who is able to overcome. What obstacle do you need to bring before the Lord? The Thessalonians had only three Sabbaths worth of teaching and they're growing in faith and love. How many Sundays have we had? I mean, I am so good at justifying actions that hinder my growth. You know, Lord, I had a great morning time with you in prayer and things have been pretty good today. I'm going to put off prayer time with you tonight and just jump into bed and watch some telly. I'll just roll over, you know, my confession till tomorrow. I do that. I do that. What obstacle do you need to bring before the Lord? who is able to overcome. Growth is not something we do. It's God's work. When we think of having enough faith, we may think as if we need to do something to be someone of enough faith. But that is not what God's word says. He says, think of the mustard seed. All the potential for the tree is in that seed. Yes, it's been watered and fed, 
and weeds and enemies have been overcome in order for it to grow. But nothing has been intrinsically added to it for it to become the tree that was already inside the seed. Our faith in Jesus is a gift from God. And what we have in Christ is sufficient for our perfect sanctification. So the question is not do we have enough faith, but perhaps what we may have allowed to hinder God's sanctification work in us. Paul doesn't say to the Thessalonians, I hope to be able to see you one day, but may God clear the way. Like Paul, will we pray for the temptations and hindrances to be overcome and for God to supply what is lacking, for him to clear the way? In trusting God for what we lack, Our faith is proved and we and our brothers and sisters in Christ are encouraged by God's faithfulness. We mutually encourage one another as we progress in freedom from sin and freedom to love. We mutually encourage one another as we share in each other's growth in faith and love. And this growth springs forth joy and thanksgiving to God, spurring us on and on to keep growing together. Your faith is not just about you. And I'm going to finish by praying Paul's prayer for the Thessalonians at the end of this passage and pray it for ourselves. Join with me. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way. May the Lord make our love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. And may the Lord strengthen our hearts so that we will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. Amen.